Hi, I'm John Morgan. You might know me as the founder of America's largest injury law firm, but did you know that I have over a dozen different businesses across America? Now I'm bringing you my brand new podcast, Life and Law, where I'll talk about some of the wins and losses I've had along the way so that you might benefit from my experiences. Here's a little preview. If you're not paranoid, you'll get hit right in the friggin' face. One thing we know in business and in life is that a black swan will always happen. We're in one right now. It's not important for you to own it all. I'll take a sliver of a lot of pies and I'll partner with people who bring an expertise that I might not have. My first piece of advice, subscribe to the podcast right now so that you don't miss out on lessons that could change your life. Find Life and Law on iHeart or wherever you get your podcast. One of those guys that had it right is our own Mark Drumheller, who joins me right now on the Dr. Glad or Grow Your Hairline, Dr. Paul Glatt. It's Philadelphia's leading hair restoration doctor. Check him out online, drglatt.com. Drum, nice call, sir. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Super Bowl Monday's always. You know, a lot easier when you're on the winning side. And it was nice to get, like, that type of validation at the end of the season, right? You know, like, we went. And, listen, I was 6-7 and seven throughout the playoffs. I didn't get everything right. But, you know, to have all your work during the season kind of go into this one last game and to get that victory and to do it against Patrick Mahomes, which is a scary thing, right? Betting against Patrick Mahomes is scary. I think I've been on the wrong end of the Chiefs the last five times they played, right? Um, but – you know, it, it all paid off. And the fact that I had the futures ticket from the beginning of the season, you know, the work paid off, um, paid out in a big way. So pretty excited the way the season ended. No doubt. And I give you all the credit in the world. You're right. And what I would tell you is I think I had a, a pretty good playoff run. But, man, I, I'm just – all I can think about is that Super Bowl loss. And this is what we want to get right. It's the biggest game of the year. It's the, it's the number one wagered on game in, in, uh, in the world. And uh, I wanted it more than anything, but guess what? I think I wanted it more than the Kansas City Chiefs did last night. That's for sure. Um, I listed I listed my three reasons, and uh, you know, of course, the obvious is the defense. Two was the Brady factor, and three, the sloppiness. I never thought there would ever be an op- a chance that the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs would have looked like that game was Week Five instead of the Super Bowl. Four times they gave up a first down because of defensive penalties. They shanked punts. Of course, two interceptions. The offensive line was a turnstile. That was a sloppy, sloppy game by the Kansas City Chiefs. Why was that, in your opinion? Yeah, well, it's it's been how they've been all season, right? They're a team that really didn't meet expectations according to the market. Everybody talked about the Kansas City light switch, right? And sometimes it looks real easy when you flip it on and everything works. It's true. Sometimes you flip it on and it doesn't work, you know? And I think the game boiled down to coaching. You know, as much as we love Andy Reid, it was not his best night. Todd Bowles took the two weeks. We talked about how the two-week preparation helps the defense, right? Because it's one game. They get one shot to go with the offense, and the offense has to counter in-game. And we know Andy Reid, listen, he's a great guy. You know, Tuesday through Friday implementing the game plan. The first 15 are awesome. You know, the script that he runs in the beginning of the game. But on Sunday – you know, he's not the same, right? When things are moving fast and he has to adjust, that's not his strength. And I think we saw that, um, you know, last night. I, I think that played out. And even on the offensive side of the ball, I thought Brian Leftwich called an incredible game. You know, he had those RPO-type screens that were working to kind of mitigate the pressure 
Um, you know, Kansas City, we didn't see much of that on their side. But, you know, Leftwich, the one main thing I thought he did that kind of impressed me was, you know, a, an Achilles heel for them was running on early downs and getting in those third and longs, and then Brady was able to bail them out. People were like, hey, are they going to be able to do this against the Kansas City defense that's strong on, on third downs? And he didn't. He switched it up. They threw the ball a lot on first and second down on early downs, um, and then they mixed in the running game well. So I thought Leftwich called a hell of a game. I thought Bowles was the star of the game, you know, with that defense kind of getting physical with Patrick Mahomes um, and kind of taking him out of his game. And, you know, Casey just wasn't able to adjust. Talking to Mark Drumheller. Make sure you follow him at X underscore Drumheller. He joins us Mondays and Fridays with the Sharp Report. Uh, as far as in-game, did you – look, I, I'm curious because everybody that had a Tampa Bay Bucks ticket, um, I think you guys were feeling pretty confident uh, immediately. As soon as that game started, it, it just – it felt like all I could say after the first quarter was, I'm not calling the Kansas City Chiefs soft, but damn, it looks like the, the Tampa Bay Bucks are just out there and they're physical. And, and like, it would not have shocked me at that point in time if you said, Hey, they're going to win by 20 plus points. Like, I felt it at that point in time. Did you take yeah. advantage of any in game opportunity? I did it. I did it. I listen. I just sat there hoping it turned out different than last Super Bowl, right? Last Super Bowl was on the Niners and Patrick Mahomes, you know, sure. ripped it out at the end and you know, kind of took me back. So I didn't do much in game. I know a lot of people were thinking, hey, if Tampa Bay gets out to a lead, we're going to take the Chiefs in game. I think a lot of Chiefs betters, yeah. you know, went in on the Chiefs as the game went on. But I agree with you. I thought it felt a little bit different. I thought early in the game, you know, when you saw the one play, I forgot. I think it was second quarter. Um, Mahomes under pressure, and they kind of like grazed his helmet with their hand. Yes, and he, immediately and he was crying. Like, looked at the referee, like, yep. bail me out, like, yep. bail me out of here. I can't get yards on my own. I need help from the officials. And there was no help for him. And, you know, listen, a valiant effort out of him. Like, he had, you know, the toughest job on the field. The offensive line was terrible. You know, I don't think Reed adjusted well, and I don't think that, you know, the plays that they call kind of helped him out. But um, I think he knew, I could tell kind of early, that he knew it was going to be a long day for him. Well, I did. I knew. I knew. I knew in the first quarter that this is not going to work out. But in in what you said is there's 100 percent truth, and we've seen this Kansas City Chief team battle back. Uh, I think they were eight and one as as far as the record was concerned when they were trailing, and uh, they the, the Patrick Mahomes has never lost by double digits before in the three year career. All that. So there were were a lot of reasons that maybe you would think like, hey, watch out, the Chiefs could come back. But I just didn't see it. And you know what, Romo on the broadcast kept on saying it too as well something seems different here that's all he just said he doesn't yeah. have enough time um as far as the buccaneers and i pull up DraftKings sportsbook and i take a look at their future odds for next year they're even with the packers right now and the chiefs are, are the odds on favorite to to win it all um possibility of running it back again next year what's your thoughts on that yeah i think there always is like they're an extremely talented team and that was the key that you know, they kind of pulled me towards them before the season started when they signed Brady was they have such a strong, talented defense. The problem was, you know, they had playmakers on the other side of the ball, but the quarterback was thrown into the other team in high leverage situations all the time. And then they brought in Brady and that kind of completed the puzzle. Of course, he brought in some pieces with Gronkowski and Brown and those guys, but I think Brady really kind of changed things. And now they're going to bring it back. Mike Evans is already talking about restructuring his deal to try and get everybody back and give it another run. But as we saw this year, no matter how dominant you look, it is difficult when the target's on your back. It is difficult to repeat. So, um, you know, we'll see how the offseason plays out. There's going to be a lot of movement with the quarterbacks. 
as we know very well mm-hmm. here in Philadelphia. Um, so there's going to be the landscape of these teams are going to change very quickly, I think, within the next month, and then you have the draft. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't think there's a lot of value in betting a team to repeat um, in in the NFL. I mean, it's just it's so rare that we see that. Yeah, no doubt. A lot of people were looking at it or were kind of looking at last night's game through that lens, saying, yeah, we mm-hmm. all thought Seattle was going to run a few, and that didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Kansas City Chiefs offense, we know it's high-powered, po- high high-potent, but, uh, you know, you get after Mahomes and anything can happen, and that's exactly what they did. There were so many things in that game that just had me scratching my head, like, how does Mahomes start the game 0 for 10 on third downs? The penalties were just a disaster. You know, four mm-hmm. penalties. What's your thoughts on on the refs, how did you feel like they called the game last night, Mark? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, we talked about it. You know, we talked about Sheffers and his history. Sure. most Penalties calls during the season. Um, and, you know, we've seen it kind of come into fruition. We talked about how the Chiefs all year, very undisciplined team as far as penalties are concerned. You know, the 28th, you know, they were, uh, I, well, what's 28? Top five in most penalties called, right? I think they were fourth in the NFL. And Tampa Bay on the other side was – the sixth most disciplined team with the least amount of penalties called. So there was a big discrepancy there, and it, it showed. I thought it was a little, you know, some of the calls were pretty close, but as a player, these guys have two weeks to prepare. They know who is officiating. As a defensive player, you have to know what you're going to be able to get away with and what you're not. Um, so, you know, I think some of it, you know, lands on the players as well. But it was just a, uh, a situation where KC just came out, and I think, you know, the Bucks took it to them physically. And they really didn't have an answer. You know, it's almost like Andy Reid is like the, the kid you play in Madden that has the play that works against everybody. <laughs> and then once you figure out how to shut that down, he gets all confused and keeps running the same play. Mm, you know what I mean? And it's it, they're running into a brick wall. They had no answers. And uh, it's going to be interesting next year when we look at it and we look at the Chiefs, right? We know that the Rams got a lot better. San Francisco might make a move a quarterback. They could be a lot better. Their defense is going to get a lot healthy. Um, you know, a lot of these teams are going to be strong again next year. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl next year, do we look at Andy Reid as a coach that might be holding Patrick Mahomes back as, a, as opposed to somebody who was going to just automatically win multiple rings with the most dominating quarterback we ever see? Well, I can't wait. i got to get you and Jansen in the octagon because I feel like that could be some really good radio there. Uh, you, I love it, man. With, with your Reid take, and I mean, for crying out loud, before the Super Bowl played, John J. Chance was claiming Andy Reid was the best coach in the NFL. Just saying. Yeah. He did. He he has some people running around, and he makes some creative plays. But um, in-game is not his thing. He wins his game on preparation. He wins it Monday through Friday. Um, When Sunday comes, it's either going to work or it doesn't. And, you know, we saw what happens on Sunday when it doesn't. (laughs) And one of the things I saw today, if you think back to last year's Super Bowl, you know, Patrick Mahomes really has played poorly in seven of eight Super Bowl quarters. Outside of the fourth quarter um, in last year's Super Bowl, he hasn't played well at all. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and that is a reflection of the coach and the game plan that they're putting in. I know that he's played some great defenses, but the NFL, you're going to play great defenses. You have to find a way to score points. Mark Drumheller, bringing it. X underscore Drumheller. He's our sports wagering wizard for a reason. Uh, some, How about some props that were easy or some winners that caught your eye that maybe you wish you were on yesterday, Drum. I'll, I'll give you the two. One we touched on 
early. I think it was that Monday after the championship games, and you were talking about how no touchback to open the game. I texted you yesterday. said he brought it out. It's now 18-2 and two in the last 20 years. No touchback to open up a kickoff. Some books had it as high as plus 275. The consensus was plus 230. That's pretty damn good odds for 18-2 now. No kickoff on the opening kick. Or you no touchback, excuse me. That trend, yeah. When we talked about it, I thought immediately thought, hey, you know what, the kicker might have some nerves, and the returner obviously is going to be like, hey, I'm in the Super Bowl, and this yep. might be the only time I touch the ball. I'm not taking a knee. But, um, you know, some other people, some other information I heard during the week really spoke to um, the fact that the ball is not worn in. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult. It's the first time the ball is being touched. It's more difficult to kick. So there's a lot that goes into that. Kansas City had the – fourth best touchback rate during the season and they still weren't able to get a touchback on that first one so the odds next year now that all this information is out sports betting and props is is so much more prominent um it'll be interesting to see what those odds are next year but prop wise i didn't do great right the uh the kc under for rushing didn't hit they rushed for over 100 yards Mm. um that didn't go down uh you know i wish i was on gronk for any time touchdown (sighs) i had gronk and godwin paired out but godwin really wasn't relevant in this game you know, so the props really didn't go my way, but uh, you know, we we got the big tickets, we hit the box, and we hit the future. So it was, it was a very good night for me. That's what it's all about. Eleventh year in a row, they have now deferred on the opening kickoff. Eleven years in a row. The hell's that all about? Why are you deferring? Yeah, I think well, I think people want the ball in the second half because they want that momentum. You know, Bill Belichick talked about a lot of how you know most games are won in that middle eight they call it, and it's like the last four minutes of the first half and the first four minutes of the second half. And a lot of coaches abide by that rule. They're like, hey, you know what? If I can get the momentum in the second half, get the ball, even if I'm down, at least I can kind of set the tempo. Uh, they like getting that ball in the second half. But yeah, I think it depends on your team. If I was a team like Kansas City, I would want the ball and I want to put seven in the end zone right away and kind of put the pressure on the other team. But, you know, these, these coaches have their analytics. They have their ways of going about it. But, uh, you know, I think it depends on the coach. But majority of the coaches stick to the firm. Mark Drumheller, fantastic job all season long for us, man. I'll tell you, I think, honestly, I thought your best hit was on the prop bowl, and then now you're bringing the thunder here. So, uh, just killing it right now as uh, we end NFL. But of course, we got hoops to, to break down. We got this college football spring league coming, and you're a big UFC guy. We got ourselves a pretty good fight this weekend, too. So, we got plenty to discuss, man. And, uh, you'll be joining me every Monday and Friday. Greatly appreciate it, my friend. Uh, we'll connect a little bit later this week, and, uh, congratulations on the winning play yesterday, ma'am. The COVID-19 vaccine is coming soon to your Acme Pharmacy. Acme is working hard to support your health. Their specially trained pharmacy teams have partnered with the CDC, state and local health departments to provide COVID-19 vaccines to you and your loved ones free of charge. Visit acmemarkets.com to learn more and sign up for updates on vaccine distribution timing and scheduling.